0: So welcome to another show. Today we have Jeanne Omlor who is a seven-figure business coach for coaches and consultants. So welcome to today's show, Jeanne. Thank you. Good to be here, Jeevan. So how did you come about being a coach for coaches, essentially? Okay, so I
1: started off coaching all businesses and I was coaching all businesses and also I uh, was an executive leadership coach. So I would go in and coach CEOs and their teams as well. Uh, that was for eight years. I did that offline, and um that kind of kept me poor because the most I ever got to was like one hundred k for a year. And you might think that's really great. But the amount of work that it took, and also I was a solo parent of younger children then it was a hustle. So after eight years, I'd moved to another city, and that city, I had a great offer because I'm you know I, my, my my coaching works. Um, but I was in a market where they didn't really invest in themselves. So it was a classic story of great offer, wrong market. So I decided I really needed to get online. And one morning I woke up. I was 54. It was about four and a half years ago. And I thought I really need to get online. And I'd been wary, you know, wary of getting online um, because it's it's a whole new ball game. But I did it, and I uh, found like a coaching company, and I plonked down 10k on three different credit cards. I was in deep debt at the time. I just thought I have to do this. And you know, I got online, and I worked out what's called organic marketing. And as I was working with you know, I was going for all businesses as well online. And I realized very quickly that coaches really need help because most coaches really just don't know how to get a, you know, a, a sustainable flow of clients in without ads. So that's what got me coaching coaches.
0: I, l- I love what you say. Well, two parts. One is that you had the right product with the wrong market in the way that you can only help people so much. They need to actually help themselves as well. If they're not investing into themselves to to quote your, your your sort of phrase how far can you actually help someone so it's really good that you can actually determine someone who's going to be someone who's going to listen to what you have to say and actually go ahead with that as opposed to people who, who don't and the other part is organic marketing for the 10 different people organic marketing means something completely different we as humans have our own connotations of what God is what marketing is, et cetera. So what do you mean yourself by organic marketing?
1: First of all, I find that interesting. You added God and marketing in the same phrase. Okay.
0: Um, It's it's just a connotation. So like, for example, if I said to you, think of a dog, and everyone Mm. listening think of a dog, we'll all think of a different dog. We'll either think of our own dog, a fluffy dog, a brown dog, a, a white dog, a black dog, whatever. Only when you provide additional information or oh, think of a black dog with floppy ears that is about 40 kilos can we then all mm. imagine the same thing and this is why people argue about god or nature or whatever it's because they're arguing completely different points and we haven't established exactly what it is that we're arguing and that sort of i know it's a, a separate thing but it's a, a way of thinking that comes this uh, it, it extrapolates to the same thing you know what does organic marketing mean? You ask ten different people, they'll all say something different. I want to understand what your specific meaning of phrase is.
1: Hundred percent, yeah. Well, organic marketing for me is marketing that's there's two types of marketing for me. One is paid advertising, so that's not organic because we are we are um, creating campaigns, we're writing copy, we're putting um, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever. And we are creating campaigns where we're pushing this marketing and paying for it to so that people have that in front of them. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. I'm just pointing out the differences. So that's paid advertising. Now, organic marketing is unpaid advertising because everything we do is an advertisement. We might not think it's an advertisement, but every time we speak of ourselves and every time we mention what we do on a podcast, we are advertising what we do to the world or whoever's listening. So Organic marketing is now what I did it my specifically the organic marketing that I help people with is social media, organic marketing, meaning it's marketing from your personal profiles, whether that be Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. Now there's other places you could do that, but those are the three that we concentrate on. Personally, I started on Facebook and I mastered it. Um, and I got really good at Facebook and I just learned like, how do I do this on Facebook with my, with my own profile? Um, Now, when I was doing that, Facebook was looking down on people selling on their their social profiles. But now they have, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Now you can actually advertise and pay for advertising on your Facebook profile because they realized they couldn't stop it. They were actually at some point shutting down accounts because they'd have spiders crawling all over it, you know, seeing if you were actually offering something. But then I think they realized that if they took that away, billions of people would just stop using Facebook because many people are using it just for marketing. Personally, I hardly Mm -hmm. use Facebook at all unless it's just for marketing. It's not really for my friends. So um, that's what organic social media marketing is, using your personal profiles to get clients without paying for ads.
0: So so how do you leverage the accounts that you've got? Is it about producing content? Is it about using, as you mentioned earlier, networking? Is it networking with the people that you've got available? What what is it that you will offer in a way to help coaches, consultants to actually generate business in an organic way as you sort of referred to?
1: Right. So a lot of part a lot of that well first first thing is um the messaging has to be fixed. So messaging is, you know, on Facebook, it says intro, the intro or bio or little thing. First of all, what people, what we help people with initially, and this is not like the whole thing, but the initial thing is the stage needs to be set. The stage needs to be set. So people understand by looking at your, your profile for two seconds, what you do. The same rule applies to your social media profiles as it does to websites, because what people don't understand is your social media profile is actually a mini website. This is just billion bill, billions. If you look at all of them, uh, mini websites. That's why you know running a platform like like Facebook or you know Instagram it takes a lot of power because it's literally a bunch of little websites. So when you understand that your your profile wherever you are LinkedIn wherever Facebook Instagram wherever YouTube it's like a mini website. And so when you start treating that like a mini website, like you own that space, then you're going to set the stage that people who land on there the same way, same rule as a website, the rule for a website is that people need to understand what you do in two seconds. They need to go on that website, need to know, okay, this is what they do. Not in five, not in 10, not by reading through everything and in a minute, because you might be gone, two seconds. So You've got to set the stage that people know what you're doing. That's the first thing is the messaging. It's very hard to do that on your own because we can't see ourselves. We, we can't see what, you know, it's very hard to see or read about ourselves and how and perceive how others might see that. So that's what we help with first. Then it's about getting your content straight. So your content, it doesn't mean everybody's content is going to be all the same, but getting your content to be you and authentically you, but still work. You know, now I'm against people saying this is the content to write. Everybody's got the same, write the same content. That's wrong because you're not me. I'm not you. We, we're all one, but your brand's not mine. Mine's not yours. So how people are writing content, it needs to be them, mentally them, but also to be able to call, call in the people that could be interested in working with them. Okay. So that, that has, that's called attraction marketing. So we teach attraction marketing. Then we also teach how to reach out to people because the content's warm them up. People are like, hey, I dig this. Then you're, you're, you're adding people to your, your network every day. I don't say audience, I don't like the word audience because audience, I was an actress for many years, sort of like you're on the stage and you're talking and there's people out there, but you can't see them. That's an audience to me. I don't see people as an audience because that's like just a bunch of people. I see people as human beings that might potentially be able to be helped by you or me. Right. And it's about connecting with each human being that could potentially get great, uh, you know, just value, help transformation, you know, make more money, change their lives. So when we start seeing the other people as like one human being at a time changes your whole idea of marketing, because people have this idea of marketing that's like all oh, this, like this herd of people out there. and We're just going like to reach the herd. That's dehumanizing your, your market by calling them this audience, like they're all watching me. Yeah, I'm sure they are watching. And people, by the way, are watching you. You don't even know it. A lot of people are watching you and they haven't even followed you because uh, they don't want you to know that they're watching. And then then they'll come out of the woodwork sometimes. So those are the three things really are getting straight, your messaging, your content. for And when I say get straight for you, for your market, and we work with people on that to customize it. And then, And then having a very heart-to-heart, soul to soul kind of reach out communication methods where you, you, you start talking to people and be interested in their lives and figure out what it is that they need. And if you have what they need, you know, offer them, Hey, you know, if you're interested, we can hop on a call. And if they, they dig with you and they, they like the way you're communicating, they'll say, sure, I do want to get on a call. So, um, this is the basic uh, way of, and then of course we help people with that sales call because the other part of the process is the sales call. Or some people are just selling in the DMs. Like some people can just say, hey, you know, I'm interested here. Here's this <laughs> landing page. It's very hard to do that, though. And there's some people to just, just do that. We teach getting on calls so you can fully see if that person is a fit. And that whole sales call, uh, we teach um, heart-based sales. So I believe there's a whole new wave a generation of marketing and sales. It's happening right now. And I'm part of this where we object to all the disingenuous sales where people lie and overpromise and, and, you know, basically aren't honest. (laughs) So my whole thing is about authentic, transparent sales that basically, this is what we do. This is what we've done for other people. Do you like it or not? And they say yes or no, (laughs) beg your pardon. So, so the sales piece is very important as well. Once you do get them on a call, of how to sell authentically and show up and say, this is what we do and honestly, and they can make their decision or not because, because you know, people, people have to make their own decisions, but we have to lead them to let them know exactly how we can help them and stick up for them as well. Because a lot of people operate from a place of fear. If they're operating from a f- place of fear, it's our job to at least try to pull them out of the fear for a second to, to see things clearly. So that's how I see sales.
0: So, so- just to confirm, there's obviously three parts. Basically, what what do I do? You know, sending your message out there, your USP to an extent. Yeah. Mm. Um, then it's the content you're producing, making it individual and authentic. And then it's actually reaching out and having a sales call and closing the customer. I really like... We'll detail all of those individually in a moment, but I really like what you said about the disingenuous sales call. I think that maybe in the past, where you could be a little bit of a, a person who never gets seen again or never gets found again but with today's age and everyone's got a social media page etc you have to really deliver value and people work out very quickly if you're good or not in are in working in their best interests or not it's much like when you go into a um, a town center and this guy seems really happy to see you hi you mate how are you doing today oh just want to show you this brand new product that i've got it's really great for you etc etc and you know that it's not really a genuine conversation because all they're trying to do is just basically sell a product they don't believe in. So we'll detail all of those three, starting with what do I do and delivering a message, USP. How do you actually make it so simple that people can see within a few seconds, as you said, exactly what it is that you do? Yeah, that's skill.
1: So I can't like, teach that on here, but it's a skill that we help our clients with. It is a skill. And it's, it's something that you need help with because it's very, as I said, it's very, very hard to come up with that on your own. And I'll, to give you an example, I had a client that came in and she'd been working on that for years and she had hired a bunch of coaches and they were like, and the messaging was just really like stuck and vanilla and it didn't really get to the, the, what the results were. Okay. And getting to the results that that's hard. So We worked for like 20 minutes on this and I came up with something and she just almost started crying. She said, oh, I said, she said, I have so much regret right now. I said, what? She said, you just did that in 20 minutes. And I hired so many coaches over the last four years and they could not do what you just did in 20 minutes. She started to tear up and I said, listen, we've got to move forward And she said, I know, but she said, I just have so much regret that four years of people not being able to do what you just did in 20 minutes. So it's something it's, and sometimes it takes a few, you know, it takes reiteration. So like I kept changing my message and, and word and, you know, I usually come up with something pretty good. And then as they're getting into their offer and talking to people, the insight from talking to people, you're listening to your market. And a lot of that is just the market research of gleaning, like, what are people telling you? What do they need in words? You know, when you keep hearing the same words over and over again, ah, that's it. That's what, you know, that's what, that's what they want. And it's more about, like, I I want to, I want to work on more like not people's pains. I think we deal with too much people's pains. Like people are in pain enough. We don't want to like press into people's pains, dig in. I mean, I think that's really mean. And that's the old way of marketing. I feel like the new way of marketing is show people like what could be. Like, okay, we know you got your pain. We got it. You know, why do we do that digging? It just, the last thing I want is to talk to somebody and they feel worse after talking to me as a sort of sales tactic. That to me is mean. To me, I want to uplift people and I want to look at what they're doing. And I want to say, you know what, what you're doing, this is really good so far. And they're like, wow. Yeah. This so far is not bad. we need to do this, this, and this, but not like, hey, oh, that's terrible. Oh, you need me. And, you know, that was the old tactic was just to sort of like diss every single thing people were doing so that they would say, oh, I really need you. And a lot of sales coaches, some salespeople still do this. And when you're evolved, you see through that like in three seconds and it's really condescending. And I've actually said to salespeople, hey, I'm on this call because I've already identified that I probably want to hire you. But now with this sales call, the way you're acting the old way. I'm not sure I want to hire you anymore. Uh, Oh, but I said, no, you're using pain based tactics. I'm not in pain. I'm not in pain. I I think I might want your service. There's no pain there. It's just like, might need your service, but you are assuming that I'm like wallowing in pain. and, And I said, it's really kind of condescending. And I, I don't even want to have this conversation. I just really want to ask you, what do you do? What are, the, what are the results? I said, no, please, let's just get to what do you do? What are, and they, they, But they would insist on going through the process, which wasn't working. on me, And they weren't flexible enough to listen to what I was saying was, I'm almost in. I always want to buy this. You can f- skip all this part. But no. Oh, but we got to go through this. I said, okay, I'm just getting off the call. And they lost the sale because they're not flexible enough to identify when somebody is evolved enough and is just ready to buy, you know? So I think the first thing is stop digging into people's pains. They know they're in pain for goodness sakes. Let's just uplift people. Let's show them the sunshine and where they could be. Okay. So that's my thing is to, to, to talk about like, what, how great could it be? Let's talk about that, you know, the good stuff. And then you're, you're uplifting people to a different vibration of positive and, and that mind movie of, of, you know, the, you know, the, the, the creative visualization that most of us do of like. What we want, not oh gee, because that's just depressing for most people. They already know that things aren't working. That's why they're on the call. They yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, for what you've just said, it reminds me of two things, and it's not exactly the same. But like the carrot and the, the stick example, you know, some leaders use the stick, and some use the carrot, and I'm the same. Mm. I think that the carrot is much more powerful. This is what we are, are working towards, etc. The other example I've got that, is, that again relays what you've just said there is many people set goals about what they don't want. I don't want Mm. to be fat. I don't want to smoke. Instead of doing Mm. that, let's change the language. I want to be athletic. I want to eat healthy. Mm. And Mm -hmm. as you said, you're you're looking at a future-based result as opposed to what you want to avoid. So I think that's really, really powerful, especially as you said, if you're looking to hire someone, you are ultimately looking for an end result. And if that result lines Mm. up with what you have promoted yourself as, it's an easy sale, as you said. Right.
1: Well, it's a different energetics. It's an energetics of positivity. And yes, you can do this and let's just see what's going on. Okay. That's not bad. Okay. We've got to do this, this, and this. That's okay. Instead of, oh, it's so awful. You know, that that's like such a low, 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 you know, energetic level of, of you know, it's just wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't get how people don't get that. That's just not the way to go now, you know? So the whole thing is, um, yes, about positivity. I mean, who would you want to work with somebody if they're down on you? Like it's you're going in working with somebody where you feel like you're're you're, you know you have a crutch or there's something wrong with you. you know, people need to be uplifted. they need to be encouraged. And when you encourage somebody, genuine encouragement, I don't mean false flattery because I have a problem with that as well because that's also condescending. I don't mean false flattery and fakeness. I mean when you can see people and I see people, you know that movie, I, I see dead people. I don't see dead people, I see people when i see someone and their their potential i want to convey that honestly okay so this is the potential honestly if i don't see they have potential i'm not going to fake it and pretend and lie to them and say oh you're so amazing because it's not true you know but most people excuse me that book a call with me they already know by the energetics of me that i could probably help them even getting on that call and then there's a questionnaire that, that we sort of vet before we even get people, because I take my own sales calls. I'm at over $3 million in revenue now. And I still take my sales calls because I want to see who's coming in and I, w- I want to make sure it's a fit. And I don't, I don't want some salesperson because I've had some closers who are great, but they, you know, they do want the sale. They do want the sale more than I want it because I just want to fit get it. So salespeople yeah. need to, they need to have to want the fit more than the sale.
0: No, no, that that makes that makes sense. Sometimes you yeah, you don't just want to sell you want it to be right for your ethos and and what you're trying to build, Mm. which makes sense.
1: And and it has to work. I won't I won't have somebody come into my program because, you know, it's on my heart when somebody pays me money. That's on that sits on my heart. It's not like, oh, yeah, they paid me money. That is hard earned money. And people aren't hiring a coach usually. I mean, some people come in because they want to get to a million and they do my year, right? So they're not hurting. But most people don't have, you know, all this money just lying around that they're just waiting to pay people, you know? So it's on my heart. I take that very seriously. If somebody is trusting us with their life, energy, and money, you know, because it is their life to put this at the moment, you know, to, to put their energy and to do uh, this, this journey with us to help them to get clients online without ads high ticket that's what we do i mean we take that seriously very seriously that's why the level of support in my program is second to none because that's what it takes to get people there it's very intense in the sense of us
0: being there so so what about the content then so the second part of this is is content so how do you how do you sort of talk about content how was it that you use content to again provide this organic sale
1: well, that's kind of complex because it's there's different types of posts, and you got to use different types of posts. Um and the posts, um, I mean, you have to be basically you have to be audacious. And people need to see that you're a leader. So now we're going into that. People don't see you're a leader if you're writing. They're not going to be they're not going to want to hire you because people need somebody to lead them not to boss them around, but to lead them. They want leaders because you're not going to hire somebody who's weak because nobody's going to pay for somebody to lead them through some journey of transformation, whether that's a relationship coach, business coach, or you name it. If they're not a leader, if they're going to crumple when you have a problem or there's some personal thing going on, they have to see in your content. And of course, we have a content coach in my program. Uh, we have several coaches, not just me. We have a fine content and copy coach coach. So um, as I said, this is not that simple. It's, it's there is training to be done, but you're not audacious and people don't see that you are strong. They're not gonna wanna hire you if you're, you're just sort of like putting up a bit of a front, but you're crumpling inside. And I call that crumpling. If you're crumpling, now humans crumple every now and then, but we also have a mindset coach that supports people because you know you might be all gung ho and then you know in life things happen, you take a step out of your familiar zone And you might be all, you know, confident. But what I know about human beings is confidence goes up and down. And we're there during those ups and downs. So it's really about being a leader and speaking clearly about what you do and being audacious in your content.
0: Bold. So does the audacity improve the likelihood of people considering you as authentic? Because when, and this is how I think of it, a lot of the time people say, oh, he's really authentic, he is. And, and that comes down to how disagreeable they are to the narrative or how people behave or whatever it may be, because they are willing to be bold and they are deemed to be more authentic, even if the person who just sits there quietly is being authentically themselves. But because it's going against the narrative and, as you said, audacious, um, and they are embodying mm. audacity, they are deemed to be more authentic. Is that what you're uh, referring to? Or is it more of a case of, the boldness, relays, you know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, that's it. I'm not saying have fake audio. I'm saying that it, when you are a billion percent, I know that's not possible, but a billion percent all in, and you know that you can help people with X, Y, Z. It's not like, I think I can kind of sort of help. You see, when people are sort of tentative, it comes out in their content. It comes out in the way they speak, it comes out in everything. So people need to get to a point of 100% committed and all in and to what they're doing. And, and a lot of people are, are tentative and that, that tentative energy flows through everything that people do. So if you're not 100% all in that you can help people, people will feel that. And they'll feel that in your content because you're not audaciously saying that in your content. And I don't mean false promises. I don't mean hype. I don't mean hubris. I don't mean exaggeration. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying pumping stuff up. I'm saying when you are 100% like here and present, that's audacious to just say, yeah, I know I can help people. and I'm not going to pretend that I can't. And you know, even with me, I was helping a lot of people. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm not actually showing my results as much as I could. When I started like, and you kind of, you realize that, wait a minute. Somebody, one of my coaches said, how come you're not showing your, our amazing results more? I thought, she's right. I just sort of overlooked it. Okay. So then I'm audacious about, Hey, look at what we're doing with these are actual client results. Okay. So being more audacious, I think sometimes we just forget, you know, about showing, highlighting the great work we do. That's audacious and audaciously saying, this is what I do. This is what I offer. Who wants it? Um, now, as far as what you were saying, I'm not saying to be obnoxious on purpose and I'm not saying to push the envelope because that's fake. Unless you are actually authentically somebody that pushes the envelope and that's your personality, go for it. That's you. I'm saying figure out who you are and what you stand for. And when you figure that out and you just start speaking out without being obnoxious. Now, some people, the brand is to be obnoxious and people are attracted to that. That, you know, I have no, I have no commentary on that because it works for them. Okay. So I can't, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not controlling what people are doing. That is audacious what they're doing and it works for them. So no comment, you know, Hey, it's working for them and they're getting their clients and the people love that go for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying how people should market and they should all market in the way Jean or says, but it does fit in with my audacious marketing theory. Right
0: that branding. So, so we've, we've established that we need to know what we are trying to provide in terms of a result or a service and a USP. We know that we Mm -hmm. need to provide content that's authentic, audacious, and that demonstrates what it is we can do. Hmm. And then you're saying that we need to reach out and actually sort of talk to. to And
1: And then you've got to talk to people. You have to just Talk to people, you know how how,
0: uh, you know, how how are you doing that though? are you are you saying that you need to just sort of spam everyone and it's a numbers game? or are you saying, well, who is likely to benefit? who's the fit, as you said earlier? Who's the fit from what I'm trying to provide and what they need? Okay, I'm absolutely not saying to spam people.
1: I, I talk about that. and I'll repeat that. I'm absolutely hundred percent not saying, to spam people. Never spam people. Because when you spam people, they immediately just put you in that bucket of, oh, you're not serious. Oh, spam. So it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying people need, and we teach this, how to actually have conversations with other human beings, actually have conversations with other human beings, take an interest in what they do, find out what it is that, you know, your market needs. And, you know, I had over 900 conversations with human beings before I got my first sale online, 900, talking to people, figuring out, oh, and that's when I figured out, wow, a lot of these coaches really need help. And that's when I thought, aha, uh-huh, that's my market. And when I figured out that market, and I, of course, I understand coaches come out, I'm a coach, I'd already been a coach for eight years. And I had had some coaches in my, in, that I coached mixed in with all the other people, you know, and consultants, of course. I thought maybe I should just concentrate on this. That's when it exploded because coaches, there's so many coaches that just cannot get clients. They spend a lot of money. They pay these ad agencies hoping, they're praying, hoping. Hoping is not a strategy. Hoping the ad agency is going to like magically have them have a flood of clients coming in and what happens is They waste the money paying for the digital marketing, sometimes like 10K for like a program on how to do that. And then they're losing like 20K. And they're just, the ad spend is just going and going. Now ads can work. They work way less well now, way less, way less well. The algorithm changed like four and a half years ago or so and keeps changing. And they're making it very hard to get get an ROI, ROAS return on ad spend. So, but that, they're selling this dream to coaches that have no validated offer. So a validated offer is an offer you sold over and over and over again, and you've proven that it has legs, proof of concept. If you don't have that, you can't run it because that's another whole variable. You have two variables already. You have the the co- content and creative, and then you have the management, which is the tech part of the ads. Those are two variables. Just getting those two right, those two variables, there's enough going on that can go wrong that they won't work if you throw in another variable which is i don't know if my if my offer's good yet you're you're dead in the water because that's just that's just ad spend going down the drain so um so no the spamming no it it is about they see your content and also they see that you are i won't say providing value because i hate that to me providing value providing value it's just a cliche at this point what does that mean i actually asked somebody that on a podcast. And he said, I can't believe you asked that. Nobody asked that. I said, but what does it mean actually now providing value? Is it a sales call? Is that providing value? Is it, oh, you read a post to me? Cause I thought a lot about like that cliche over and over providing value to me, it's got to be helping people. So when I do something, if I do a real free reel, cause I, you look at my Instagram, there's tons of free content, tons. It's what am I, why am I doing this reel? why Ah, uh, it's to help people with this specific thing like how to do this. That's it. It's not providing you know value people. Their feeds are cluttered with value. you know how much value can you take? They need help. So even if it's something free, it's got to be like how am I helping them? Okay, But anyway, I got back to the content piece there. So as far as um, the the speaking to people, the more you talk to people like real life, So what I realized was my networking in real life, talking to people, we could do that online. We talk to people, you figure out like what are their needs, what's going on without spamming them. Okay. And I've had people say, I want to talk talk with you. I've had a million people have conversations with me, but not one of them wanted me to talk with them like you. That's why I want to hire you because I want to learn what you, this, just talking to people, but, but in a nice way soul to soul but not just chatting so you know there's a certain it's it's mastering it i can't i know you want like the golden nugget here but it it is if i could just say all this on a podcast people would need to hire us but there is mastering there's it's like playing piano you know you can say to somebody here is the Bach petite prelude number whatever here's the here's the music go play it you have it you have the piano but you're still going to need the piano teacher Helping you to learn how to play that piece of yeah. music, same this, thing. This, same this thing.
0: is it. I think with yeah. the you know you said provide value is a cliche, but even the free content you mentioned that you put out there, that is still value for people. It's it's something that they find valuable, and it's something that they're after, and it's free. They've not had to pay for it, and that does for me build credibility in what you're saying, and can attract customers. Just coming back to because I know one
1: hundred percent
0: we're for yeah. time. and I'm not
1: dissing. I'm not dissing value. I'm just saying value is not enough. It's help, help people.
0: So just a quick one on the the reaching out to people. Is that to, what are you narrowing it down? Are you you just reaching out to people who have engaged with posts, for example?
1: Yeah, well, there's two things. There's uh, attraction marketing that we teach. So we're teaching, that's called inbound. There's inbound and outbound. Like, like, you know, I just got a person inbound a second ago. Hey, oh, I'm interested. I want to talk with you. That's inbound. That happens from my content. That happened from the content. He saw some content. He found me on LinkedIn and said, Hey, I'm interested. Wanna talk. That's called inbound. That happened not because I reached out. That happened because he saw my content. So that's inbound attraction marketing. You want that going, but then there's outbound. And in every business, there's yin and yang in and out, tides in and out. You have to have inbound, but you got to do your outbound. You got to go talk to people. And you know, I know some people say I only get inbound. That's great, but they worked for probably years i know some people that for years they're working on that attraction marketing until that creates a flood i love it but it's easier to also do inbound and outbound to go get people in your world and talk with them it's like selling financial instruments you know you go out and talk to them okay
0: yeah so if people want your services where can they reach out
1: well um there's jeanamlor.com slash forward slash, sorry, jeanomelor.com forward slash reviews forward slash. You'll have that in the notes. I'm all over, you know, I'm on Instagram, jeanomelor, LinkedIn, jeanomelor, Facebook, Um, So, and also I have a podcast that I've started called Business Wealth Impact, which if you look that up all over the place, iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, you'll find that.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for You're being on so the show and uh, yeah i have I mean i've learned stuff myself and it's always good to have people who are specialists in certain areas because as you said a lot of people just are uh, very generalist that don't specify and it's good that you've got a very specific role a specific process and i'm sure there's loads of coaches listening who would love to uh love to work with you
1: absolutely well thank you for having me on the show
0: thank you john